Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of North Carolina First in Zeit. Uh, these oh. are a series, a suite of uh, license plate based short yes. show titles from uh, Johnny Davis. I am Jack. You are Miles. Um, yes, is... of the Zeit brothers. Yes. <laughs> Got him. There um, he is. There he goes. Do you think that's a thing kids are still going to like know offhandedly? You know, like I feel like there's so many weird like things that boomers thought were important. Inf- like, you know, just like older teachers. What was like? You got to know yeah. this that I feel like is that are we consistent with what we all need to know these days? Do we all the right brothers? Are we still, you know, uh, I don't. So that was one of the things that I uh, always like had in my head as like a no go on uh, cracked articles was we wrote some articles about like early flight and just like wild shit people were doing right and like really amazing stories of like people in you know world war one era f- planes where they're like shooting guns out of the side of the plane instead of like you know using fighter jets and then like would get blown up and like fall halfway to the ground and then like land back in another plane <laughs> like it's <was> just <laughs> wild shit like some of the best stories uh we'd ever published in a history article wait like in an open like the dude fell into an open i think cockpit. he landed on like Either he landed in like a spot, his own spiraling plane, or he landed in like somebody else's like wing or something. Holy shit. I just remember okay. it being like, this is yeah. exactly what people love. Like when we write about like, you know, uh, wartime history. And it was one of our most unpopular articles of all time because I think people just genuinely don't give a shit. Like we are so accustomed to flight being just a nuisance that you like do to get from one place to another. And it's like generations beyond it being something that like we, that was a challenge that we could even like be impressed by that. People are just like, I don't give a shit, like whatever. Mm. Um, and then then I saw that happen, uh, like while we were there over the course of like publishing articles from the beginning to the end to robots, people like at the start, we're still like, yeah, robots are like, you know, a fun thing to think about and like somewhat scary to like by the end, like we would never publish anything about robots because people were just like, what? Okay. Very old ass motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking robots, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like AI, none of it. They were just like, yeah, right. no, we think robots are cool. We want cool <laughs> robots. Now and algorithms yeah. are fucking got you glued to your damn phone. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's not what's happening though. Right that now. is not what's happening. The, these are things that are trending. Um, not because some algorithm told me, uh, actually that's exactly what happened, but, um, <laughs> sadly, the sadly. algorithm is telling you this is happening now. Bunch of Rittenhouse retconning is going on. Um, he is apparently a, uh, Black Lives Matter freedom fighter. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He is actually uh, Fred Hampton 2.0. It was never about white supremacy. He actually believes in Black Lives Matter. That's such a fucking offensive yeah. troll line. Yeah. So just to reiterate, he went to a town where Black Lives Matter protests were happening armed with an assault rifle, uh, not to join the protests, uh, but to guard a fucking yeah. car dealership, according to him. Uh, he has been photographed front and center at Trump rallies, uh, had been vocally supportive of Blue Lives Matter up to the point of the murders, 
uh, was photographed with Proud Boys throwing up the white power mm-hmm. okay hand signal. Um, and yeah, they, so there's this New Yorker article that was written a few months back um, that, you know, it like makes some good points, but a lot of like it just lets some shit go. Like they say that they couldn't find any uh, evidence on social media that he was an extremist, even though like being a front center at a Trump rally and being a blue lives matter supporter is like an extremist position. It's basically saying black lives don't matter. It's a, I think that's right. And that's like where this journalist is not really willing to be like unequivocal about what any of that means. So it's like, well then that means like every person who voted for Trump is an extremist. Like, well, no, not necessarily, but if, if you're like out here with your flags out, and yeah. you're going to rallies with tears in your eyes. Chances are you're you're pretty invested in white dominance at the very least, yeah. uh, or yeah. male dominance. I don't know whatever you bring to it. But I like how people are trying to be like, let's zoom out a little bit and try and understand this. Young, I mean, the most I can, the most uh, understanding I can extend is like, yeah, you're young and you get caught up in some shit. But this is the this is the precisely the kind of shit that happens when people aren't looking after you or you don't have a mind of your own. But other than that, I mean, he, he, he clearly went there to do what the fuck he knew he was going to do. He's, he's seen the footage. He's like, Oh, here's my chance to get violent with people. I view as the enemy. Uh, and I can use this very lame excuse of private property protection to act out my fucking child Rambo fantasy. Yeah. The New York article like becomes a story about people, like coming together to help him and like community coming together around him and like focuses on his lead attorney being a Democrat and, you know, some of like the, this bodyguard that kind of adopts the family, um, being like anti white supremacy, but like they, the idea that they give the story about him hanging out with proud boys and giving the okay sign a naive, like he didn't know what it meant interpretation like i mean that's what they report that being his excuse but it's like no you got to keep digging there (laughs) like that's yeah absolutely not the fucking truth um right like yeah yeah, based on all the shit that he's ingesting and the you know he's into blue lives matter he goes to trump rallies he's versed like i don't know any 18 year olds who are not versed on some shit that they're really into like if you asked me about whatever i could you damn sure know I could name Wu Tang members and even the auxiliary satellite members of Wu Tang Clan right. if they had an album out, and I'd be like, "Oh, I don't know who that is." And I think again, it's just this really at every where it's just at this moment where the like people who are have the ability to write articles that could be a little more scathing just aren't willing to go that extra step to just describe things as they are and have to be like, "Well, you know, he, maybe he didn't know or whatever," and I don't know if that's an extremist position. Right. I'm personally, I'm just a person who's unwilling to fully go dive into the reality that there is a lot of terrible things happening societally in the United States that have to be reckoned with. And it's easier to just say like, well, I didn't see anything like this. People might be getting this kind of blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. There's no black people died. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh. tell me more about your nuanced thinking on this. Mm. The Lakers are trending. Uh, There was a big brawl last night. LeBron Woo. was lined up at the free throw line while someone was shooting free throws and really Isaiah Stewart, man. crushed Get, getting in Isaiah Stewart's uh, skull piece face. 
Yeah, with an elbow followed by a punch um, that, you know, it was like, it could be seen as inadvertent. It might have been like kind of similar to what would have happened if um, Lonzo Ball's face was like an inch closer when Embiid like did that. Did you see that clip earlier this season? Embiid thought he got fouled and like wheeled around and like gave a like arm pump, like, come on. But it was like, it looked like it would have killed somebody if it had connected with them oh really yeah oh, and lonzo ball was like a hair's breadth away from uh oh, getting from like hit. a tbi yeah but wow. um so anyways uh i say stewart took took the you know he was pissed his face was bloodied he had to be held back multiple times yeah from charging at lebron then like did the all right i'm cool i'm, I'm cool. good i'm good no, no, fuck charging that. it charging <laughs> at him again like if it weren't actual like violence where you were really scared someone was going to get hurt it had the like rhythm and build and absurdity of like a comedic performance like a benny hill sketch or something yeah i mean it was wild i don't you know a lot of people like you know lebron's not a dirty player there's like you know uh shams was out there saying like oh yeah he tried to get his uh number and he wanted to apologize to him like lebron was trying to apologize to isaiah stewart um i you know the it was bloody and it was a wild fucking hit. Uh, but more than that, I just, I couldn't believe that the Lakers actually like responded and won the game because I was just like, nah, here we go. But it is one of those moments where like teams can really like that helps sometimes is you gives you something to like rally around and look at them. I was surprised with, you know, Russell and AD in that fi- last stretch, they were coming in big with blocks and points mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh, well. We'll I didn't watch what... the rest of the game. Uh, I will say you just watch for the memes for the Russell Westbrook the fighting memes. memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a picture you showed me of Westbrook, like kind of squared up. Like it was either he was doing like, like Notre Dame fighting Tommy, Irish. Yeah. Boxer thing. Or he like was his, his right arm was like out of control and going to punch someone. And he was trying to hold it down. Dr. Strange love style. He definitely, um, he was hitting with that West coast hood right. pugilism form though. You know, like, like you grow up seeing that in high school hallways, um, mm. but yeah, the, the the memes have just started to flood in of uh, old Russell Westbrook, the the fighter. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they did beat the Pistons, who are one of the worst teams in the league. Just to not to throw cold water, but just throw like, no, lukewarm like, water on your enthusiasm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just more saying like momentum wise i the, yeah. the lakers i've been viewing i'm like oh they'll just collapse under the weight of this like this they don't they're not they'll just lay down because they were you know yeah, when that happened true. they were down 12 yeah um and i was like this seems like a thing that if you didn't have the mental fortitude as a team to come out on the other side of you would this would just snowball into like a blowout yeah so, for sure but yeah i i see look i see the stats i see the i see the record okay yeah um just a annoying person to uh have rooting for the same team as you because i'm always negative uh, well yeah but we're both negative in the weird ways where you're like well you know it's the pistons i mean look at their record they're kind of upside down and meanwhile i'm just like well a dream team will never work with the lakers so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh target is trending because they have decided to uh close on thanksgiving in perpetuity from now on um mm. which seems like Good a nice for move for employees um, yeah and to think, and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode, they were stockholders were getting rid of their stock because they weren't raising their prices. Hmm. 
<laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Um, all right, let's take a quick break so I can go dump some Target stock. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Uh, and there's a story trending, uh, from Al Jazeera about this annual list of backsliding democracies. Uh, it, there are three categories. You got your uh, democracies, including backsliding democracies. You got your hybrid governments, and then you got your authoritarian regimes. And for the first time in 50 years, and this is from a Uh-oh. Stockholm-based uh, organization, uh, the U.S. is in the backsliding category. Mm. Um, they said that they're pointing to a visible deterioration that began in 2019. Um, which I guess like if you're that, that if you're not paying close attention to American authoritarianism and, you know, just like the shit show that's happening here, like that, that's like being like Beyonce's career really took off, uh, with crazy (laughs) love or crazy in love. Yeah. 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 Like, Oh really? (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think, yeah, that's where you get they're very getting very analytical, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the turning point and seeing the rhetoric start beginning of, you know, elections not being worth anything or protecting. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the backside is well and truly on for sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of along those lines, there's, uh, these stories that the media is covering the shit out of, um, of like, Groups of large groups of people basically raiding a store. Uh, they're calling them mass robberies. Uh, ah, mass robberies. Yeah, but you oh. know because as we talked about, it's more important that we worry about Walgreens not getting uh, shoplifted on too much. Uh, yeah, than it is a, about a them starving stealing. child eating. Yeah. Well, what was it that like they had to close stores because uh, they claimed too much shoplifting? It was one of the. Uh, Walgreens or CBS. Yeah, I think it was Walgreens. Um, but then there was another thing where they had like underpaid their employees by a significant amount, uh, much there more was, like, than wage they were theft losing. Going on. Yeah, there yeah, was huge absolutely. wage theft going on, and everybody was just like, eh. and yeah. you know, people were like, uh, "What about your like real estate liability for yeah. your like actual business footprint?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's actually bad too. We're completely underwater on that too. But we're closing because of people stealing Enfamil. Right. That's what happened." Um, but yeah, this mass robbery shit is so stupid because I saw there's a one about Nordstrom where they're like, man, like 25 cars pulled up and they cleared the shit out in three minutes. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, good for them. But then the <laughs> other ones is like, this Lululemon was ransacked. And yeah. I get it. It's not optimal. You don't want to live in a society where you might be minding your own business and suddenly there's a flurry of like, uh, you know, people like t- taking shit out your hands and running off with your cool leggings and shit. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's just so funny that just the focus is always just be like, I I don't know, it's like it's like Gotham now, folks. Where are these bad guys coming from? Rather than again, like we always say on this show, start talking about what motivates people to do anything that is outside of the law. Because yeah, there are people who are just straight up, you know, thrill seekers who like I don't give a fuck about the law, right? And there are people who are like I don't have a job, right? And this is this is easier. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, I think 
it'll always i think there's just something shocking to the american because like there's like this sanctity of consumer culture that it's like they, they just blatantly walked in and took all the leggings from the racist yoga clothing store yeah it, this this also comes at a time when uh you know kyle rittenhouse got away with uh you know murdering two people while protecting private property yeah. uh you know during during a, a protest and like was found innocent because america you know I, values yeah. private property over human life I, I could see there maybe being some hard feelings about that from people who you know are tired of this inhumane uh system that we live in but also like can you imagine like when this uh like the audacity of the like written house precedent yeah. like starts bleeding into people being like i gotta go protect the lululemon there might yeah. not be a protest yeah but i hear they like to pull up in this part of town yeah and i'm fucking ready like that's that's those are like the small things that'll splinter off and uh, again uh no no real solution being offered by people in politics or media to like say like hey there's a problem we need to solve golly can you believe this shit yeah uh and finally uh the cia killed jfk all right well that's been enough for today <laughs> so that is trending i guess oliver stone just dropped a new documentary along these lines i don't know hearing oliver stone talk about this shit hearing really anybody uh, any of the conspiracy theorists talk about this shit is generally uh, unconvincing to me, but I, I read that uh, history of the Bush family, which is mm -hmm. essentially a history of the CIA, and that changed my mind. That was the first time I was like, oh shit, this is very, very interesting. Um, yeah, my God. Yeah, but it's, it's trending, trending heavy, baby. What if the CIA was just like, all right, you got us our bad at this point? All right, point, you got us. Like, also, what? the fuck y'all going to do about right, it? Right. Exactly. That's what I thought. Now shut up and go back to work. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, not the not the best relationship between JFK and the CIA. There's a, you got some threads there you can pull at. I mean, you look at, he's coming in, uh, replacing Eisenhower, who had just given the like probably the most notable speech ever given by a U.S. president, which was on his way out. He was just like, hey, the military industrial complex is... They're wilding, folks. They're wilding out <laughs> Like this is a huge danger. And right. like you, it's invisible. You guys don't see it, but it's happening. You need to be absolutely careful. JFK comes into office. You know, the CIA sells them on Bay of Pigs invasion. That's a fucking disaster. Um, and people are already being like the CIA is really scary and like unaccountable. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's reason to believe that he was, you know, lo looking towards the CIA, looking to mess with their shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the Warren commission is named after Earl Warren, uh, who was like the head of the investigation. He has like major CIA background. Um, major CIA connections. Like, there's all sorts of. Okay, so you're just saying that the guy investigating who would then give America the official narrative about what happened was also. I mean, just sounds like a mm. lot of coincidence. But who knows? You know, yeah. let this man rest so he can just keep playing bass for the Rolling Stones. 
the this book, Family of Secrets, about the Bush family, uncovers a document that's like George Bush called about the JFK assassination, like debriefed in Dallas the day of, and it's like CIA agent George Bush. George Bush didn't enter the CIA supposedly until like he became the head of the CIA. So he was like always this like at that time he was just an up and coming politician, but he was also a secret CIA. Mm. It's just wild shit, man. There's somebody who like took the window that he was assassinated out of, like put it up in their house as like a commemorative like thing, like to celebrate the killing of him. Like it was oh pretty. Yeah. Huh. Well, hey, hey, anyways, look, and we're just a podcast good. talking about the CIA, like the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, those are the things that are trending uh, on this fine Monday yeah. afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves, get the vaccine, mm-hmm. don't do nothing about white supremacy, mm-hmm. and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.